0: Hey, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of COVID Convos, where we have real conversations with real people about what well-being looks like in a time of a pandemic. My name's Simon, and I've got my other two co-hosts with me tonight. How are you, Griggsy?
1: Going alright, Simon. Although my uh, positivity from the last week or so has very quickly uh, washed away, so um, doing alright.
0: You're not. You've slipped out of the Zen state, mate. We were, we were claiming the other day, but that, that's fine. You, you can slip back
1: in. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, this episode will get me back into it. Good work. And cash how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I still
2: still riding the wave. I yeah. Feel like Griggsy's has gotten- trapped in the barrel yeah. might,
0: emerge, might emerge yeah uh, but i'm feeling good man awesome and uh as usual we've got a uh, special guest with us tonight um just int- like to introduce nigel Lappin. how are you nigel i'm really well guys thank you so much for having me i'm looking forward to it it's a pleasure mate thanks for taking the time how's uh how's things going with you mate would you just um take a minute or two to um sort of introduce yourself and your background for those people who who uh, don't know you, that are listening in?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name's Nigel Lappin, um, probably my greatest achievement. I've got a fantastic wife, and I'm a father of four beautiful daughters. So my daughters range, um, I've got a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and we've got twins that are 12. Um, we currently live in um, the town of Geelong, which is not too far from you, Simon, um, and you, Kesh, a long way from where you are at the moment, Grigsy. Um I've been living in Geelong for the last 12 years. I moved here. I used to play Australian rules football for the Brisbane Lions many years ago. Um, When my career finished with the Lions, I was fortunate enough to get a job as assistant coach at the Geelong Football Club. And I've been here for the last 12 years where I've worked um, trying to develop uh, young independent um, footballers. That's my profession. Um, I love my work, really passionate about it. I love spending time mentoring youth and and helping them improve um, and as i said before um, the thing i love most about it about coaching is is teaching um, young people to become um, independent and, and have a real purpose in life um, i think that's a really important thing i'm some, sure it's something that we'll talk about a little bit later on um, as i said i've been doing this for 12 years um, really fortunate to do what i do and um, currently um three weeks ago uh, we started our afl season so we got round one away Um, but on the sunday at the end of round one uh, we were told that um, because of the the latest updates with what's happening in australia with COVID 19 that um, the football season would be postponed um, indefinitely Um, post that uh, we had a meeting on the monday all the staff so we've been laid off um, at this stage with without pay so there's only about five um, Staff that have stayed on in the football department the head coach um, is one of them although uh, the head coach uh, Unbelievably he uh, sacrificed his wage while all the rest of his staff um, were stood down without pay, um, but he's still in there working We've got a head of football in there and a couple of other people that are, that are uh, necessary to make sure all the compliance um, things happen And then about 35 uh, staff upstairs have continued to work to try and um, generate some revenue so um, our club can survive. It's obviously a huge issue um,
0: for the AFL in general. So billions of dollars. Yeah, huge changes, mate. Um, Like I've been, I suppose, aware of a few of those things just around the periphery, seeing it in the media and conversations with people. But probably one of the industries that were sort of earliest and hardest hit, I'd say, by, um, you know, the staff cutbacks and and just changes to their operation too, I suppose. Like, um, you know, going from um, having all those players getting together daily, I assume, and, and having that as part of their daily routine and hanging out and kicking footies and to now just, I don't know, being at home and trying to do their own exercise regimes or whatever it might be. How, if you, I assume, you're still in touch with those players, um... Given that's a big part of your role and, and your personality, how um, can you comment on how how those guys are going? I assume it's a it's a whole range, but um, you know, are they sort of getting on with things, um, maintaining their fitness, their mental health, that sort of stuff?
3: They certainly are. It's critically important, um, as you guys know. Um, we needed to let them know early on um, as much as we could about the situation and, and what was happening. Obviously, um, we've got an initial return date. Um, of early june but we're unsure whether that's um exactly uh whether that's going to happen or not so once we let the players know be as transparent as we can with them the the players are very adaptable Um, so as soon as you can give them all the information you can what the players are able to do then is is decipher okay what's important to me Um, and the most two most important things that you alluded to then is is one um physical health but mental health and all the things that that lead to those so and um, we'll probably get onto this um, as we go through, like th- three of the most important things um, to any human's um, psychological needs are their connectedness. So that's that's a real challenge for the players at the moment because they're used to coming into workplace every day with 45 other players as well as 100 staff, as I mentioned before. Um, so they're, they're working out some virtual ways of of doing that and they're doing really well at that. Obviously, their physical health, they, they're used to training with, as I said, with those 40 other players and, and being motivated um, by that. So they, they've had to change. Um, one of the, the positives out of this is as it makes the boys realise uh, what's really important from an intrinsic point of view. Um, so the, the real keys for them is making sure that they stay um, healthy physically and mentally. And as you guys know, one of the really important things to that is making sure they get enough sleep. So all those little things that, we, that we've touched on, um, initially, just to make sure that the players are, are well looked after.
1: Nigel, I'm interested in, um, in this shift in your life because it seems like um, footy has been a massive part of, of your life for, basically, since you were in your teens. Is that, is that right? And has there been a shift in your priorities and um, I guess what you value that, may, or that you consider uh, could possibly hang around post-COVID? Yeah, um, well, I've been involved in the AFL industry
3: for 25 years. Um, And one of the the biggest things out of this for me is I've been really driven um, uh, to be successful in my career as a footballer, firstly for 15 years with the Lions, but now as a coach for the last 12 years. And I think I've been a decent uh, mentor and father. at home but it certainly made me realize exactly what is important in life which a lot of people would be going through at the moment and as I said before some of the the really important things what it does is make you reassess am I actually on the path that I want to be on how am I it's a really good time to self-reflect and be emotionally intelligent so to be thinking about am I actually doing the things that I've always wanted to do Um, does my life have meaning and purpose am I connected to the right people have I been catching up with the people that I need to be catching up with um, regularly enough? So it's been a bit of a temperature check for me. Um, it's shocking with what's been happening in the world and seeing some of the things that, that we're seeing around the place. You know, to name um, one, like just watching what's happening in New York at the moment is, is absolutely horrific. But what it's done is put some perspective around, around my life, what's most important to me and the things that, that I want to achieve moving forward.
0: Yeah, I love it, mate. That, that's what I'm hoping other people are doing in this time. Um, particularly, like you said, people that are, um, you know, have that sort of stable home base and are able to, yeah, take that time for the reflection and, and have a bit of a think about, yeah, what's important to them. And um, I think um, as this further goes on, maybe there's more opportunity for that as well. Um, and I think also I'm hearing, which which appeals to me as well, is uh People finding a newfound sort of gratitude for the simple things in life that, that, well, we say are relatively sort of simple, but, you know, spending time with family or taking the dog for a walk or, um, you know, even just the opportunity to get out of the house and go do the grocery shopping is a sort of a, a bit of a highlight of the week at the moment because you get to leave the home. So, yeah, definitely giving another perspective.
3: Absolutely, I think the balance to our life is what we all strive for But the busier you get at work The higher you move up the ladder so to speak the harder those things become and you do you do lose touch for, for what? Um, really what is is the most important things in life? And and for me as I said before I, I can only talk for myself and from my context um, It's making sure that I'm connected to my family and, and my loved ones and my friends um, And taking some time out to make sure that I enjoy doing the things that I've always enjoyed doing I think when you're doing those things that's what helps you um, function optimally and, and makes you a resilient person.
2: I want to dig into this concept of meaning and purpose. Uh, being in the positive psych space we were very uh, benef- beneficial, that's not the right word. <laughs> uh, we were lucky to have heard uh, Dr Michael Steger when he came down to Melbourne for the International Positive Psychology Conference talk about meaning and purpose and One of the things that he did was that was really interesting to me was he divided it. He divided meaning and purpose um, along three different sort of types of meaning. Yeah. And I think that this could really help people right now, because like you said, it is a moment in time where we're getting the chance to think about where we're at and reflect and ask ourselves, is this where we really want to be? Right. And what's important? What's leading with that? So the very first one was coherence. Right. is my life making sense right now, right? So first part of kind of meaning is, does my life have a coherent narrative, right? Does it make sense? So I guess this kind of speaks to people's feelings of chaos at the moment, right? If things are chaotic and I can't really make sense of life, then it's really hard for my, myself to find meaning right now, right? Because life is so chaotic. Um, the second one is, I think, the one that we talk about uh, very often, which is, purpose, right, sense of core goals, aspirations, um, aims, and without having that meaning of, I guess, purpose, we kind of drift through life, there's no sense of intentionality or direction with it. It's kind of like aimless wandering. Yeah, which is, I think, some of the conversations that we've been having with a lot of people is like, what is essential is bringing it back to that kind of, you know, what is my purpose here? And am I am I walking along that path? And the third one to me is kind of one of the interesting ones that I I don't think about often, but I think really underpins a lot of people's meaning and purpose, which is significance. Is my life have does my life have an inherent value, right? Like, is it worth living? And um, I have a friend, Richard Parton, who did a talk recently on the Japanese concept of I'm going to butcher this, uh, ikigai. I, I think it's I K I G-A-I. But it's kind of like the Japanese way of seeing meaning and purpose. And it, it's so reversed because it's not like, you know, there's a purpose out there in the world and I'm here to fulfill it. Yeah. Their sense of meaning and purpose is I have this set of strengths and I have to dedicate that. And when I dedicate that, not have to, when I dedicate that s- set of strengths to something that's important to me, I get joy from that. So this, finding what's unique about me dedicating that to something that matters to me creates joy, and um, that's their sense of um, purpose. And from that, they wake up every day, and their life just has inherent value, right? There's all, like, I'm lucky to be living life, rather than, you know, the way we wake up some mornings, I don't want to get out of bed. (laughs) So, yeah, I know that was a lot to take in, but I just thought, you know, perfect time to talk about the three different types of meaning. Are people thinking across all three of them because they've got the perfect opportunity to do so now? Uh, Coherence, purpose and significance.
1: Yeah, I I I think think you. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Nigel. Go for it. No, I'd I'd
3: like to hear from you, Gregsy.
1: No, I was just going to say he's done really well there because I think he's um, summarised a 90 minute lecture in about two and a half. Um, So he's done a hell of a job. I certainly couldn't have done that. But I was just going to say it's something that's come up a lot in, um, across the, the 30-odd shows that we've done. The, I guess the competing ideas of uh, do I go out and, and just ach- focus on achievement right now, focus on getting a new skill? There's a lot of people you know, saying that now you should, be, you should be doing something to further yourself.
2: And, and, you not hope- shame, and shaming you if you don't. Like, it's gone to the stage now where it's like people are going, if you don't walk away with a new skill, you're lazy, or you're this or you're that. And I'm like, whoa. It's a big call. Yeah, guys, I think... Go
1: inside. Um, <laughs> sorry, Nigel,
2: nice. we'll go for a mate. <laughs> oh, no,
3: sorry, mate. Well, one of the things that the beauty about being involved in professional sport or in sport in general in these situations, so that um, was really interesting, Keshe, with you, you were talking about um, just purpose and, and sort of you were referring to um, individuals. So the beauty about being involved with teams in this situation is you've got so many others to share that with. Now, within that comes some individual uh, and some team challenges because, uh, as we mentioned, we're all individuals. We've all got our own needs and our own wants. Um, And one of the beauties of being involved in team sport and what good coaches are able to do in these moments is – They're able to collectively um, empower the players to come up with their own purpose, their own sense of belonging and and who they want to be. Um, And then they can hold the players accountable to that and facilitate an environment that that is conducive to all the things that are important to teams. So um, individual success is important, team success is important, um, the roles within the teams um, is really important because there's different roles within a team, so there's some people, um, I'll just talk from sport because it's what I know really well, you get some absolute gun players that are allowed just to play, and that's their role just to play, and then you've got some unbelievable people that sit un- in underneath them who play roles that support those key people. And the real important thing, um, I think, in these situations is making sure that us as humans, we acknowledge those roles, whether they be the stars and, and let them know how they help the team. But also, I mean, you mentioned it before, the strengths um, of, of each individual. So um, we do that constantly, constantly with our players. We've got some of our players that might be seen in the outside world as lesser lights to some of our superstars. But within our four walls, they get the acknowledgement that they deserve. And they're, they're seen as the superstars. And even those really good teammates treat them that way. So, sport and um, team sport in in general is a really good leveler with that stuff. I think.
0: Yeah, Nigel, it, it, interesting, mate, to hear about some of the the insides of the club there. And what you were saying there, I think about um, purpose and individual and and team purpose. I, I reckon really ties back to one of the the central parts of that um, purpose construct um, that gets defined by Mike Steger and others, which is that. Um, ideally, it's something about um, something bigger than you. Um, it's not just about what I'm going to do and what's good for me. And, you know, it, it sounds like you've got um, the ideal scenario working in a, um, a team environment um, to get everyone working towards that, that goal, which is bigger than them, how they come together as a team to, to achieve what they want to, which is, I suppose, ultimately winning games and, and a premiership. So it's, um yeah, interesting sort of take on it. Yeah, it's really well put, mate. That's exactly what it's about. It's about coming together to try and
3: achieve common goals together, as you said. I really love that term about um, that sense of belonging that you get about it being part of something or trying to achieve something that's bigger than just me. Mm.
0: Which which I also, I'll just add one other thing. I know is, um keen to fire off a question. Um, which is another thing I'm noticing through the 30-odd conversations that Griggsy mentioned, but also just talking to other people on the phone, that this time is, is also bringing that out in people. They're sort of lifting their eyes a little bit and, you know, you can't hide from the fact that this is a worldwide issue, you know, bigger than me. And people, I think, are responding and thinking about stuff outside their normal you know, day to day house and career and and whatever it might be. So yeah, it's a sort of an encouraging, another encouraging aspect of it for me.
1: Nigel, I'm interested to hear how you're going, mate, because it sounds like a massive shift in what your standard day would look like. I mean, it sounds like you've gone from a pretty pretty heavy workload to full time at home. How how are you coping with that, um, and what sort of things are you using to help? help get the best out of the situation it's a really
3: good question i think again just what simon was alluding to um with his previous statement um, as well and I, I think i touched on this a little bit earlier um, the busier you get uh, often the the uh, more time poor you become if that makes sense so one of the beauties about all of this is is getting back a little bit of time Um, Now sometimes you can have too much time if if you don't have a purpose with that time So what's been really important for me mate, is to establish a routine that I can stick stick by Um, And I've been fortunate enough um, through professional sport um, Initially, it was it was pretty much uh, a directive, but you learn some really good life lessons. So I generally start my day um, Actually, I start my day the night before um, And I start to plan, okay, what are the things that I want to achieve tomorrow? Um, What would a good day look like tomorrow? If I was uh, able to achieve four or five things, what would those four or five things be? Um, I make sure I do at least one of those things for myself, um, a couple for my family, and and then just make sure a couple of other things are connected with with other people outside my family. Um, And generally, that's with a lot more people when I'm working um, in the footy club. So the first thing that I always start my day with that makes me feel really good is some exercise. So before I eat breakfast, um, I generally try to sleep really well as well. That's that's critical to me, to my mental functioning, uh, my, mental, uh, my mental health as well. I know that for a fact after many years as a professional athlete. So I try and get at least eight hours of sleep a night, if not more, if I can. Um, and then get up early in the morning go and exercise because that makes me feel um, really good about myself makes me feel ready to achieve um, the things that I've written down the night before um, I, at the moment um, I've been putting in um, some professional development as well and and my professional development I studied um, the last three years through the University of Queensland just doing um, a coaching degree but um, uh, at the moment it's it's just making sure that I top up top up. I'm going back doing some old readings um, I've actually put in a couple of different business models just in case I don't uh, win my job back at the footy club I'm hoping I do I love what I do but there's a there's a chance that that may not happen So I'm spending a little bit of my day working on some of that stuff
2: But what I do do is
3: I make sure that that time is, is planned out and I don't spend too much time So I'm really pr- productive if I'm working in 40 or 50 minute slots So any more than that I need to take a break. So I'm making sure that I do that and I'm actually planning one of the, the beauties of this, um, as I said, getting a little bit of time back. I've been able to spend some individual time with with each of my kids. So, what tends to happen when I'm time poor is that you tend to, particularly with four kids, I tend to clump them all together. Um, and they're all at different levels, whether that be through academia or, or through sport um, or any of the other things that they like to do. So, generally, what happens with me when I get home from work is I'll say to the kids, you know, I've got half an hour to play with you, um, let's go and do this. Um, whereas I've actually had some time where I've been able to say to the kids. Oh, I've got um, 40 minutes to spend with you today What is it that you'd like to do and actually get in touch with what's important to them? So what I've noticed is that's really strengthened my relationships with my kids and that's something that I've been really proud about it's only been three week, weeks now, but um, I've built stronger connections and bonds with my family than than I thought possible in that three week time. that's probably the thing that, I, that I'm most proud about over the last few weeks so I guess the, the answer to your question, Grigzi, um if I can sum it up really quickly, is make sure that um, I do my to-do list. I have a routine. And in that routine, I make sure. The one thing that I didn't mention is that I pract- practice mindfulness for at least 10 minutes a day. Um, and I do it in different ways. Some days, it might be a meditation. Other days, it might be just grabbing the guitar for um, 10 minutes and strumming the guitar or um, grabbing uh, 10 minutes just to listen to some music on um on one of the various platforms so um that's really important to me but again to sum it
0: up it's routine good to hear mate um i'm sure yeah challenging time for yourself like it is for a lot of people but what i love most about that is is obviously a high level of self-awareness There, you know what is important to you and and what makes you tick and and you're putting those things in place to uh um to yeah, look after yourself, so great to hear. Um, Nigel, unfortunately, mate, we're, we're right on time. Um, and uh, just an opportunity, mate, before we sign off. Um, is there anything that we haven't spoken about or uh, that uh, had an opportunity to raise that you'd like to sort of put out to the world before we um, sign off?
3: Uh, oh, the only thing is just that I, um, I just wish everybody that's out there listening the best. I hope um, they stay safe. Um, I hope they've got something out of our, our chat today. Um, make sure you look after yourselves and I hope your loved ones stay safe and um, just make sure at some point um, when the dust settles and all of this is blown over that um, that you uh, give a shout-out
0: to the Geelong Cats and, and support us from afar. <laughs> Thanks, mate. There had to be some sort of plug-in there for the old cats. But, uh, yeah, a no, great way to sign off, mate. I, I can't add much more than that. Um, but uh, other than to say thanks, Keshe and Grigsey, as always, for your time, and to people out there listening, please like, share, and
2: subscribe as as you can, and uh, otherwise, you stay healthy, world.